Okie dokie. Got everything you need? Yeah, sorted. Good, good, good. Hello and welcome to episode 27 of I'm Fine, a chat between myself, Damo and Mark. Just Mark. That'll do. Plain old Mark. <laughs> uh, this is the chat around the subjects of health, wealth, well-being, fitness, sport, conspiracy and fan mail from my dear old mum. We're all work in progress and this podcast is no exception. In short, it's a poke at our perfectly imperfect lives and if we can make just one person feel like they're not alone in all this madness, <laughs> then our work here is done. Uh, coming up, we've got some um, bookmarks and apologies and warm up and stretch, work-life ballet. We're all being played. We're all getting we mugged off again. It's Danny Dyer, isn't it? <laughs> the wall. Have you... <laughs> yeah, brilliant program. It's got no L's in it. <laughs> the wall. Fun fact. Uh-huh. I sometimes amaze myself that whatever subject, because we don't script any of this. Well, how much you know about everything? Everything. I'm the oracle. I'm the Nostradamus for the modern Okay, age. get on with it. I'm the... <laughs> And I get friends who go, for fuck's sake, stop interrupting him. Um, uh, what did I know? Oh, the wall. The wall. The wall <laughs> is um, recorded in Poland in front of a Polish audience. Is it? Yeah. And it's also other national equivalents of the wall. Oh, so he just rocks in and does the UK one. Then another yeah. one comes and what they, you know, disinfect the place and then roll in another set. Why yeah. is it done in Poland? Because they can film there and not here or something. I don't know. Live audience. I, don't know. I think the wall itself is like quite a big, it's quite a complex structure. Oh. And I don't think you can move it around and I think it costs quite a bit of money. But yeah, it's done in Poland. And your, yeah, your knowledge just knows no bounds. No bounds. And drop a give me 20. We've got some, uh, I've got some quick fire questions for you. Mm-hmm. You don't know what they are. No. Whoa. <laughs> so how are you? All right? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you for the chocolate biscuits. Hob- oh, hobnobs. Yeah, they were. Yeah, proper ones. Not the old fake ones. Uh, mm. Proper job. Nice, aren't they? Mm. Just, just needed some crisps. Did, <laughs> did I tell you about the co-op's new line of Christmas crisps? No. Fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> right. Why so didn't you bring them? The, I love crisps. I'm not, I can't eat crisps. What? It's one of my targets. Oh, I can. Some, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I bought you a kilo of coffee beans last done, week. I could have done. Don't get greedy. So but, the range is pigs in blankets. Yeah, I'm liking that. Um, roast turkey and stuffing. You're in the range a lot. How do you... Oh. No, no, no. The range of crisps. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, sorry. This is co-op. The B&M or the range. Okay. You Your say, home oh, ground. You, you said Your home co-op. ground. Yeah, I am. And the third one, which I was... I mean, I'm not a cynical person, as you know, but it did make me think there's... This is the tautology of the crisp world. The third flavour was roast potato. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, that's a crisp. <laughs> <laughs> The definition. <laughs> yes. So what we've got is a piece of potato that we've sliced and then roasted. I've got an idea. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> the dragons are in front of me. <laughs> yes. Picture this. Yes. Okay. Potato. <laughs> chopped up. Don't know why I've got northern. Why was it no, that? it's because um, who goes potato? Um, Keith Lemon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, crikey. We're going to have one of those episodes, aren't so, we? So anyway, I was going to go, this is ridiculous, having roast potato flavor crisps. Yeah. Did you ever have chipmunk Oxo crisps? Oxo flavored crisps? No. After, after swimming? Yeah. No, no. Well, made by chipmunk. <laughs> the brand was chipmunk. Right, I don't okay. know why I said after swimming. Um, after it, was, it was chipmunk Oxo crisps on a wagon wheel was that a memory after swimming. Just come back to yeah. 
just came right back. I can even smell the chlorine now. I'm being shouted out by Mr. Nixon. What for? Just anything. Oh. Yeah. He was just, no, he was very good at it. She taught me to swim. Okay. Yeah, that's a good thing. Um, Where were we? (laughs) (laughs) Floundering, I think. Crisps. That was it. The the different flavor of crisps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But so when I, so I did some research and it's, um, the crisps do have rock salt, um, pepper and rosemary. So it has taken it up a level. So I would give those a go. But while we're on the subject of crisps, mm-hmm. so although I've set a target not to eat them because I was eating too many. Yeah, I really um, was getting a bit, hmm? was getting a bit. It's just a getting a little much. bit chocolate and crisps and I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to eat that much. I was eating too many. Didn't want to, so I'm stopped. But I did buy a packet of crisps for when I celebrate when I do it. And it was Norfolk Longhorn Beef. Yeah. And that's like. My mouth's boring. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking it's just a bunch of flavorings. So I bought it to come back and go. We're being played because they're calling it, but the flavouring for these crisps was from okay. Norfolk Longhorn right. cows. They weren't being played. Weren't being played. Straight down the it line. It wasn't just... Because some crisps, like beef crisps, are suitable for vegetarians, aren't they? <laughs> Honestly. And Bisto. <laughs> if I ever could see your face right now. <laughs> I just... <laughs> you look so excited. Yeah. Well, it's, it's crisps. <laughs> do your eyes could get any wider <laughs> <laughs> that's the drugs oh crikey you done move on, on. you done on crisps done on crisps oh we did 12 tiny tips um you'll say anything t- other than baby it's never been tiny <laughs> <laughs> oh god even my tips is making me laugh um we did 12 the 12 tips from stan stanford, stanford. yeah uh, you know, and I, and I was, <laughs> and I was hit the uh, runway. Go yeah, on. we talked about the twelfth one was a bit kind of yeah. Should have left it at eleven. Yeah, and um, a colleague at work because I put them in my digest. A colleague mm. at work went, "I loved the last one." I got home and I put my keys on the hook. Okay, and it was such a small thing, but it really made it was kind of like a the day is finished. Okay, and I was like, okay, maybe yeah, I, we left that one too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. welcome. If it works, <laughs> yeah, just one person. Yeah. And it got me thinking about hanging stuff up. Got me thinking about the one touch rule. Are you familiar with the one touch oh, rule? Yes, use it a lot. Do you? Oh yeah, that's good. It is a good thing. And I've it's got brilliant. When I remember to do it, it's good. Yeah. For those who don't know, the general idea is that as soon as you touch something, whether it's a piece of mail uh, or a project that needs to be filed, you immediately act on it. Yeah. This could be fully completing the task at once or determining the next actionable steps to move it along so i think a good example for me is when you come in it sounds a bit obvious but when you come in for the house and you take your coat off and you have your coat in your hand mm-hmm. to put it on the hook rather than, rather than carry it all night yeah or what you did rather than just throw it on my on the floor when you <laughs> yeah. came in <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that's really what the one touch rule is about putting your coat away as an example poor example yeah but i as you can see I've, one t- I've, I've got my my hoodies over there my top from training's over there on the on the sofa yeah that's not good well i should have taken it off and put it put it where it should be like yeah, but you've kept to one touch because you've touched it once and you've shoved it on a chair you're on <laughs> no, about tidying not, like, yeah but it can be used for that as well the one touch for me is that you open a piece of mail which of course i rarely you do, do yeah but if i did and it was it's about dealing with it so you look at it and don't deal with it <laughs> yeah yeah i have a, a bulging file of stuff that i need to deal with that i won't but if i do utilize one touch it would be opening the mail the letter will say, "Could you for the, for this referral? Could you please send your passport number?" Mm. And what I would do is put it in a file on one touch. You would do the action within that 
before yes. you can yeah, let go of the piece of paper. Yes. So I think it's an action rather, rather than putting your coat away. Well, no, I think it was that was another example of... the better one. <laughs> yeah, right, it is. But I guess it can, it's like, you know... You're on the ropes, come on. It could on. be organised, it could be, I guess, applied to anything, couldn't it? Yeah, it's finishing the task in some ways, isn't it? Yeah, the thing you start Not procrastinating. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I brought that up. Mm. Um, and we do this a lot, we say things on here, and we swear blind they're true. Mm-hmm. And we don't know where they came from, who told us. And we've no. already been carrying around these little facts for years. Yeah. And one popped in my head this week. Oh, I've got two, actually. And I thought okay. I'd say them. I don't know whether you have the same or where they even came from. But uh, the first one was Margaret Thatcher invented Mr. Whippy ice cream. Okay. That I, one? I wouldn't have. Have you never heard that one? No. Okay. No. This, this claim was made by the Bishop of London in his funeral address. that The former scientist was part of a team that invented Mr. Whippy ice cream. The new scientist reported in July 1983 as Thatcher was elected a fellow of the Royal Society Body of Scientists that she had worked developing emulsifiers for ice creams for Joe Lyons from 1949 to 1951. The Washington Post, in the wake of her death, claimed she helped invent ice cream as we know it, (laughs) adding that her efforts as part of the Lyons team to create a cheap, airy ice cream was one aspect of Margaret Thatcher's legacy we can all feel unequivocally good about. It is, though, as the New Yorker has it, a frozen dessert origin myth. So, they mean, it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Whippy-style soft-serve ice cream originated in the US about a decade before Thatcher worked at Jay Lyons. When soft-serve arrived in the UK, Jay Lyons was indeed at the forefront, but it had teamed up with the US ice cream Bayamoth. <laughs> Mr. Softy. actually say that? <laughs> Bayamoth. <laughs> Mr. Softy and operated franchises under that name. Mr. Softy and Mr. Whippy. Dream team. Mm. Yeah, indeed. So it's those things, but it's like the no smoke, no fire kind of. Yeah, you can see where it comes from. Yeah, but yeah. I know it all so, gets a bit messy, the old Chinese whispers. So what's the second one? That Bob Holness played the saxophone on Baker Street. I think I might have heard that one, actually. Yeah, Bob yeah. Holness might not be transatlantic or even international name. No. Best known for presenting a TV show called Blockbusters here yeah. in the UK, wasn't he? Yeah. And I think it was a well-known fact he was a very accomplished saxophonist. Okay. Um, so the song is mostly known today for its strike. This is Baker Street for its striking saxophone solo, a solo that has certainly appeared to increase the amount of usage of saxophones in television and movie soundtracks in the 1980s by a factor of 10. I don't know how, mm. how they've kind of, yeah. I don't know where they got that. I like it though. It's on my top hundred. Well, my top hundred is only 81, but Baker Street. It is in there. Jerry Rafferty is up I there. think it came on when we were training and we chatted about, I might even gone, yeah. did you know Bob Holden? <laughs> so, um, Rafferty. Mm-hmm. Jerry. Jerry Rafferty, yeah, did not credit anyone for writing performing the sax solo, so that allowed some people to run wild with jokes and rumours about who performed it. Long-time British music personality Stuart McConey, radio mm-hmm. presenter, yeah. uh, came up with a story in the early 80s that the sax solo was performed by none other than game show host Bob Holness. It was clearly intended as a joke, but over the years it was repeated enough times that people soon began to believe it, and it crept into actual biographies of Holness. Holness appreciated the joke and kept it going on his end as well. <laughs> what a lad. Uh, the actual saxophone player was Raphael Ravenscroft, in 2012, mm-hmm. Ravenscroft claimed he was never actually paid for the performance. Uh, he was given a cheque for £27, but it bounced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm, interesting. Yeah, well, aren't I? Any apologies? Do you have any apologies? When we got the half knob, I thought I said I did have an apology, but I'm not sure mm. I have. You're going to do that thing as soon as I've hit the music? Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> We're all being played, are we? You sure? So... One of the things that what's might... happened is, come on, who's upset you this week? Come on. Okay, I'll picture the scene. I'm, I'm, 
I like doing this because I like to visualize. So I'm picturing the scene. Mm -hmm. So Amelia is down with, I don't know, this is one difficult thing. And for all those people out there that have sons and daughters of dating age, you're going to recognize this, is that whatever word you use to uh, describe the, the relationship status. Yes. Right. Yeah. So you can be not boyfriend and girlfriend or not together, but sharing the same bed. It's you can be talking, but seeing each other. I don't. Oh, yeah. It's one of those things where you end up sounding really like older generation. So basically, you've got no idea. No. So if I say now, <laughs> so don't Amelia, say anything. Amelia was down with her boyfriend. You go, ridiculous. We're in stage four. Yeah. You know, 4B. Four B. <laughs> So anyway, talking. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So Amelia was with Darren with her significant other. And we went into Sainsbury's and I thought I'm going to use this as an opportunity to see if I can look at Sainsbury's through other people's eyes. And <laughs> jumped on his back. <laughs> yeah. Put your head on his shoulder. I mean, what? <laughs> Shut my eyes. See and... what it's like to be six foot three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And a quarter. And good looking. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, so he took me around the store with my eyes shut and described what he saw. <laughs> So we went to the gift section, which was like, it was subdued. One of the things I noticed that there was no mistletoe in oh, the... So it was open, the gift section. Ah, right. Well, Ooh, don't, start a... me, don't start me on this. Well, I've just started you on it. Were they just... essential gift items? Oh, oh, honestly, don't start me. No, go on. We'll no, go. We'll, put, we'll fit this in somewhere else because I've got... We'll fit well, this we kind at... of touched on it with the raspberries, didn't we, the other day? And immediately not being able to get to the raspberries. Well, seriously, we'll leave this. Otherwise, I don't. The one thing Shall I, I make always a say: make a note. So it's um, essential, livid about essential, non-essential, and gyms. I've got a gym update. In gyms, not in supermarkets. Both, Crazy. but no. I, I've said to you since our very first podcast: I am never going to go off on a tangent, and I've stuck to it for twenty-seven podcasts. I've never, we've never introduced. We've oh, never gone off topic. No, no. You don't want to start no. now. Is that what you're I'm saying? Not, I want to be structured and true to myself and true to you and the listeners so yeah we're going round and and the other promised yourself that you're all full of shit <laughs> <laughs> you're upholding them both self, magnificently self-fulfilling self prophecy um <laughs> to stick to what you're good at so we looked at the gift section which has been reduced there was no mistletoe which i thought because there was like plastic holly and plastic. There was a plastic wreath that was just a lump of plastic for 20 quid, but it had no mistletoe in it because obviously that would encourage. It's still left over from Remembrance Day. <laughs> yeah, it was It was quite a horrible thing. But anyway, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. I'm not a big Christmas fan. So I'm going to pick one thing. There was a hot water bottle, £10, hot water bottle in a very dull pink fur cover. So again, I'm going to do what I've done with you before. I'm going to throw it open to the audience. Mm-hmm. You're in the design and marketing. You're in front of Dragon's Den and yeah. you say to them, I've got an idea to have featured hot water bottles with little mottos on them that will sell well at Christmas. You've got me. I'm interested. So you've got the four of them sitting there in their chairs mm. and straight away... They've all moved to the edge of their chairs. Yeah. One of them straight away goes like, I'll give you all the money, but I want yeah. the whole of your business. <laughs> One of them's rubbing their trousers. Yeah. yeah. And Peter, is it Peter Jones? Jones yeah. Sits there and just... He's like Scowls. the Simon Cowell, isn't yeah, it? And then like... you're like destroy you or if it's good i'll Keep, come yeah. in and slay the I'll other take dragon because you want yeah. me most because he's tall <laughs> so and powerful so the question i'm going to ask you is they only had one hot water bottle and it had two words on it so this is in their christmas aisle right how would you sum up christmas on a hot water bottle 
Um, it might not necessarily be uh, um, okay. It was in the Christmas aisle, but it wasn't necessarily a Christmas greeting. Okay, two words. Yeah, time wasted. <laughs> what? For what Christmas. I'm saying? Oh, Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> my my whole podcast existence. Yeah, absolute waste of time. Yeah. No. Um, sorry, should I be serious? Well, just try and think of what you. I, I Fest- couldn't. So, is it festival or not? It was in the the Christmas aisle. But oh. I don't know, it doesn't have to be a Christmassy. It could be a music, because like everything has Was to have Yule, gin in it. Yule Tide. No? Okay. no? Close? No. Am I miles away? Well, it was so inane, you won't get it. But uh, Hot look. Water. You could, that could have been it. It could have been a smiling face. Oh, I'm in hot water, couldn't it? Like, oh, I'm in trouble. Yeah. So not what was it? I'm, no. It was... I don't want to guess anymore. Not now. What? Not now. What, don't buy it? You mean, <laughs> it's like... I said to Amelia, how would you use, because obviously there's a message, so you need to relay it to something. So I came up with two options. If you've got not now on a hot water bottle, I think it's um, a guide to your bedfellow about whether they stand any chance of sex. And that you go to bed with a hot water bottle. Yeah. And when the duvet comes back, it will be there (laughs) lying on your stomach going, (laughs) not now. And so you don't actually have to speak to them. The hot water's doing the talking for you. That was my first thought. It's not bad. The second one was linked to that because having three daughters, I know that that one of the few cures for period pains is a hot water bottle and wrapping up in a big blanket. Hot water bottles are an essential. And I was thinking whether it's almost like I've got my hot water bottle. I'm a bit poorly. Not now. Leave me alone. But I just thought that someone has been paid to come up with that and then print it. And then someone has thought, a team of people have thought that's going to be a top seller. I'd love mm. to say to Sainsbury's, how many not now hot water bottles mm. have you sold? They go, not now. <laughs> <laughs> They're just, yeah, just hold up a hot water bottle. <laughs> Customer services motto, <laughs> yeah. not now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going to customer. I'll have it strapped to their front. <laughs> i got a complaint. <laughs> we should have called the podcast, not now. Yeah. Oh, that would be brilliant. But again, it's... So, that isn't being played. That's just being inane, isn't it? That's just like, really? Oh, right, this is not the juice of the... This is not no. the This is not the no. meat of your... This isn't the meat. The meat is, the meat is coming. Oh, no. excellent. Nice starter. So, we proceed along the aisles. I buy my Norfolk Longhorn beef crisps. And you know the product placement is at the end of the aisles is where the things... Was this, was this before we decided not to eat crisps anymore? Yes, I bought them there as an incentive. I'm not going to eat them. Are these, these your target crisps? Yeah. So your celebratory, I've gone three weeks without crisps. Yeah. I'm going to smash a bag of yeah. Longhorn. Right, okay, cool. Got you. At the end of one of the aisles, in the distance, I saw a big bar of chocolate. And because I bought crisps, my first thought is, yeah. what does everybody think when they have beef crisps? Yeah. Chocolate. Melt some chocolate and dri- dribble it over the crisps. Anyway. Hold on. No, I didn't. I will put it past you. Just check in. <laughs> I have got a question for you, but this is later around crisp and chocolate. So bookmark that so saw saw these big bars of chocolate and thought i'll go and investigate because they were obviously a christmas special because it said exclusive deals and i thought i'm not going to miss out pretty big if you're at the end of the aisle and you can spy them they were big big bumper ones they were bumperish okay but after the hot water bottle anything was going to excite me (laughs) so i walked towards them and saw that they were premier league bars of chocolate And again, because I'm supporting a team that will never, ever be in the Premier League. You walk right past them. I thought, yeah, <laughs> I thought, wonder what those people that support <laughs> premiership teams 
would do at Christmas, they'd buy one of these. Would you like to ask me? Oh, yeah. They didn't have a Wolves one. <laughs> they never do. No. Oh, they'll have Arsenal. Man, we're in Bristol. They'll yeah. have Arsenal. It's like JD Sports. Yes. Go in there. There's more Arsenal, Man U and Liverpool kits yeah. than you've got City Rovers. They had Spurs, Man U. I mean, that's uh, probably the same in every sports shop yeah. across the country, isn't it? But I looked at the bars of chocolate and their exclusive deals and their, they were advertised as something like Premiership exclusive chocolate. So I walked over and looked at the bars. The bars are 360 grams, and this is Decent important. size. Yeah. The current rate of chocolate is a pound for 100 grams. You know when you get those bars that are... Have you worked this out, or is that just... No, a... no. You know when you go into a shop in the moment in the UK, and there's always a bar of fruit... No. <laughs> oh, shut, mate. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you go into a supermarket. Bar yeah, of chocolate's yeah. a pound, isn't it? It's normally 150, and they, uh-huh. they have it. It's always reduced to a pound. Yeah, okay. And that's 100 grams. Okay. So those... You do the math on this. Oh, shit, go on. The 360-gram bar should cost what? £3.60. You got it. Boom. And it cost, did I tell you? No. £6. Oh, okay. That's so, the price of the Premier League yeah, licensing, So what's the difference? Right? Show us the difference. Do your sums. Show us your workings. What, say what? Six, what? It's £2.40. Okay. So. I, <laughs> I got there. I was just I carrying the got four. time to waste. <laughs> well, <laughs> I've got three hours more now. to do on this podcast. Yeah, not now. You can see what you're getting for Christmas. um you could do that for anything couldn't you any question yeah Yeah. are you going to put the rubbish out water bottle (laughs) um it's a lovely put down isn't it yeah and it's yeah Yeah. it isn't actually that rude it's just like go away isn't it um so anyway so two pounds 40 is the difference between that bar of chocolate but for that two pounds 40 obviously you're getting your premier league um, logo Okay, so what the premier thing is, it isn't actually printed or it isn't um, embossed on the chocolate. It's not a shape of a football or anything? No. It's a piece of cardboard, very, very thin cardboard, that basically has a sort of mergy picture of the club's crest and of a player. What club? So if it was Man U, it would have the Uh, little Red Devils thing. But they've chosen the Premier League teams and there's one for each. Well, for about the, for about four or five of them. <laughs> so the it, top four. Five. The points I'm making, it's a small piece of very thin cardboard that mm-hmm. goes over the chocolate bar. Okay, it's not even a collector's piece. It's not right, a collector's it? piece. It's really, even, it's not even... It's cheap. It's not colourful, it's not glitter, it hasn't got anything. It's a very... If you saw it on the floor, you wouldn't pick it up. That's the only difference. £2.40 for a piece of cardboard. Now, I'm expecting... If um, I was in embossed. my If I was in my judgmental days, I would be expecting you to go... It's a free market. People are going to buy it. They've got to have an add-on because there's going to be a cut to the premiership clubs, blah, blah, blah. And you go, people don't have to buy it. But if our supermarkets are about, we're helping the community, we're doing everything we can, we're all coming together. Like Tesco did one the other day. Thank you so much for everything you're doing. The point I'm making is if I had Mr. Sainsbury here again, and I keep saying this and say to him, you're charging £2.40 for a small piece of cardboard yeah tell me how that helps the world yeah and he'd go oh well people like it and they're selling no, they don't. just don't do it no they don't or the premier league clubs if you know marcus rashford with manu why didn't manu go we'll do these special ones we won't take a cut it's christmas yeah or this or give the things to food banks exactly or this two pound 40 is going to yeah. for everything you're paying a yeah. quid is going to x one and how brilliant would that be yeah, if man united have would. done that everything marcus rashford has done two pounds yeah. 40 we'll put half of it you get a useless piece of cardboard but you buy a tin of beans yeah. so that was the first yeah. thing 
And I just feel that's why I think we're being played because people will be shopping and the kids will go, oh, Man United, Man United. And the mum will go, fine, I'll chuck that in. Yeah. It's a bumper bar of chocolate. But if you said to them, £2.40 for a piece of cardboard, could you, if you wrapped it up in glittery paper, it would look nicer than well it was. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we continued the shop. And then that afternoon, I received a text from Amelia. And I'm going to show you this text now. We always do this. I never prepare stuff, don't I? <laughs> I've not noticed, to be honest. Never occurred to me. Is that because you edited all out? Don't we talking about? I don't so know. So I'm going to now show you this, and I want you to describe to the listeners what you see. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's a Cadbury's chocolate bar. Yes. With the word mark on it. Yes. And I don't even I've think it's... Them. Do you think it's that well-written, even? It's a bit... No. It's just plain white. Yeah. So there's no glitter, there's nothing else. So that bar, do you know the size of that bar? Oops. Don't know, it looks decent. That's camera angle. It's 100 grams. Oh, isn't it really small? Yeah. So it's a one pound bar of chocolate with the word Mark I mean, written yeah, on it. Yeah, and it's in a carousel stand, isn't it? Yes. With and everyone goes everybody. and looks for their name and go, oh, they've got Mark. Yeah. So second question of the day. Combien? Combien, c'est chocolate. Um, carry the four over the three. Um, well, going on the same logic, yeah, uh, I would probably say two pounds seventy-five. A lady Godiva. Legit. Five pounds for a one-pound bar of chocolate That's because even it, worse. it has the word "mark" written on it in plain white. The world's gone mad. It has gone mad. And I've noticed now you can get names written on just about a everything. Fiver. Yeah, a fiver for a hundred-gram bar of chocolate. I mean, there's a lot of them still on the... I mean, if people... Maybe people aren't buying them. Maybe not. But I couldn't have shown you a photograph if there was none there. Why'd you say that? Because <laughs> you just <laughs> said... You trying to start on me. You just said on that photograph there was a lot of bars of chocolate. Okay. There wasn't like... There might have been 8,000 and there's All the, the others just, 40. just marks are left. Because yes. there's no fucking marks left on well, the planet. Only, only 55, wasn't it, last year? <laughs> It's only going to be 60-year-old men that are going to buy it. And we're too tight and streetwise. <laughs> yeah. They need to have all your... With all your years of wealth management. Yeah. You need to have your modern names, don't you? Yeah. Your Xavier's and your mm. Chelsea's. Chardonnay. Chardonnay, yeah. So... I mean, it's not even paletta, is it? I mean, if you're going to go buy a T-shirt, you know, like the football shirts, you put your name on it, you pay paletta, don't you? Yeah. You yeah. Know? All joking aside, it just made me think, because there's a lot of other things now where you can get them named. Is this our quest for celebrity taken to the lowest level, where basically the product becomes exciting because it has been personalised. It hasn't truly been personalised. It's just been printed in a big printing press somewhere with our name. But somehow it has some, oh, that one's for me, because Coke were the first ones to do this, weren't they, on their labels? But is it that bit of celebrity about you're seeing your name on a bar of chocolate in a shop and somehow that just has a little dopamine hit of, oh, they're thinking of me? That's just about me. It's Again, special. We, we touched on it in the, I hope it stays in, in the last episode about the, the cars. And the, it becomes a gimmick. When you run out of ideas, you go gimmick. Yeah. yeah. Don't you? Yeah. Or is it the best that we can How do? How do we sell? Well, they're not selling more chocolate. How do we just make more money? Yeah. But it's, that, it, what, why not with everything that's going on this year? Why not? I don't think everything corporate has to do has to go to charity. I'm not saying that there has to be. But... I mean, to print a name that costs them nothing and charge four pounds for it. And I take your point that everybody's free to buy it or not. It just feels to me, I think, disingenuous. But also you word. don't need to slap another, two, you know, 
well, three quid would have done. Yeah, a fiver. Yeah, it's no, it's, it's naughty, isn't it? Yeah, mugged off. Maybe. Mugged off. Well, anyone who's going to buy one. The final thing that the straw that broke the camel's back was I went to buy myself some zero alcohol beer. Went to the wrong bit, and there's a, there's quite a lot of marketing for Moretti beer. Don't know if you've yeah, heard of it. Yeah, It's nice. I like the packaging. It looked mm-hmm. good. And I it's got a little fella on it, isn't it? The little Bavarian yeah. dude. And um, picked it up. Went to put it in the basket. Four bottles for four pound fifty. Realised it was five percent alcohol. Put it back. Because Sainsbury's have changed all their aisles round just to make life easier to confuse COVID. That's why they've done it. Yeah, of course. It yeah. Is. You you realise you don't have to walk. In the clockwise direction now, do you? Because COVID's no. worked that one yeah, out. That's, so, yeah, that's, yeah, that's changed. Yeah. And there's no one stopping you go in the store like there was a couple of weeks ago. Everyone can just go in now. Yeah, I like the new non-judgmental yeah. mark. <laughs> so I realised my uh-huh. mistake. I realised my error. So I went to the non-alcohol section yeah. um, where everyone looks pious <laughs> <laughs> and uh, picked up Moretti and then didn't think until I bought it and just saw the till ring up 450. And I went, oh, excuse me. These are the non-alcohol, and she went, yeah, yeah four for four fifty. It was the same. What the point I'm making is the zero alcohol was the same as the same alcohol, price. and a major component of alcoholic is UK duty. Mm-hmm. So I'm paying the same for a product. So Moretti are getting no duty on that product, yeah, and charging me the same. Yeah, okay. Well, that's not right. Yeah, that isn't. Yeah, it's like we've made a saving. Yeah, but we're, we're not, not going to pass. We're not even passing a bit of it on. We're going to charge all our beers four fifty. <laughs> Pious, love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You and your bloody podcast. Just get over yourself. So I went to Moretti. I yeah. went to their customer service, and you know what happened? <laughs> what did they say? I just held up the bloody hot water bottle. <laughs> bravo, bravo! I've got some quick fire questions for you. You haven't primed me. Go. Uh, the most effective exercise you know without using any equipment? Walking. Yeah? Yeah. Effective? Yeah. Okay, for what? Everything? Yeah. Great. <laughs> it really is quick fire answers as well. Yes. No. Yes. The reason, I, I don't think a lot of people would have thought I would have said walking. I think walking will tick the maximum number of boxes. We've mm-hmm. all been about the ticks. Okay. So the clients at the moment that are doing really well on walking are reporting back to me. They're doing it for mindfulness, for engaging with nature, for fresh air. So the exercise comes second. It's the activity that's first. What it does to them comes second. Okay. Interesting. I had a client this week who'd walked eight miles and said, and she's quite an active person, that said that walk had taken, you know, she was feeling it the following day. Yeah, yeah. I've had a number of clients who said the more they've been walking, they're feeling different muscles, they're feeling more flexibility. Great. So it hits all those criteria. Mm-hmm. And the other bit, which we mentioned yesterday, uh, the other podcast, sorry, when we mentioned about social engagement, the mm-hmm. one thing about walking that probably the other things I could have said, you are out and even if the engagement is limited, yeah, you are, you're not stuck in side yeah. four walls. So yeah, walking without a shadow of a doubt. If you had just 10 minutes a day to train, what would you focus on? So I would focus on compound exercises which are anything that's involving more, more than one muscle group which is people are going to go no well you did the triceps thing <laughs> but that was on purpose just to yeah. just to target one yeah, sure. muscle group and it does target your chest as well and it does do a bit on your core so mm-hmm. it isn't just one so the compound stuff that we do so deadlifts mm-hmm. i would do some well put it this way what was it 10 minutes a day yeah i would do a very small a small percentage on balance so romanian deadlifts 
a balance thing that I've been doing some clients this week. Did I do it with you? you? Did it with me, yeah. Yeah, so that was a yoga-based balance, which I thought a lot of yeah. clients have found that quite... And we also quite did good. that walking forwards and backwards. Lunges. Double lunge. Yeah, yeah kind of and that, that was... Step. People are going, why is this different? We've yeah, been doing lunges freaky. for years. Why is this different? Yeah. So, yeah, so two exercises that are based on balance uh-huh. and movement. Um, I would then do a compound. So squats are a compound. Mm. Split squats move quite a few muscles. Mm. And deadlifts. And if you haven't got a lot of weight, you can still do the deadlift movement and, you know, yeah. still do it with, with dumbbells. Mm-hmm. And then I would do body weight exercises. So I would do press-ups, which is sort of compound-ish. Mm-hmm. And then I would end up with something uh, core. So the one we did, say, the mm-hmm. dead bug. And I, yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't do 100 sit-ups. I wouldn't do... So, yeah, so something around balance, something about moving your lower body that's mm-hmm. a compound... And then the upper body would be targeting some muscles. Okay. Yeah, press-ups are underrated, definitely. Mm. This is really broad, and that one was quite broad, but what is your view and approach to nutrition? So I guess where I was coming with from that is, how do you view food? Do you know what I, I mean? Yeah, I think... Or do you think, do you want to think? I guess it's a quite... A, I was trying to make it less broad by it's almost, <laughs> giving you some yeah, ideas, but... Um, I think it's almost too broad. Or do you broad. not think? Do you not think about it? So at the moment, my food is more as fuel than planned. Mm -hmm. So if I'm doing more of a bodybuilding type activity, I guess you need to determine your target. So Mm -hmm. if I'm trying to make myself bigger and grow muscle, Mm -hmm. the key ingredient is protein. The majority of people eat far too little protein Mm -hmm. and it's hard to eat a lot of protein. So you can get 25 grams of protein, for example, would be a chicken breast or a biggish salmon fillet. If you're trying to get the amount of protein that you would have to build muscle, you're having, um, I set myself a target of about 120 grams. So it's the equivalent of maybe five chicken breasts. So you can get that, you can have a chicken breast, you can have a salmon fillet. You're then going to have to have a protein shake. You might have a can of tuna. So protein is key for building muscle and repairing muscle, probably more important, repairing muscle. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I think that's almost too broad, too broad a subject. Yeah, I guess it was that, because sometimes I kind of go, oh, dinner. It just feels like such a massive chore rather than kind of going, oh, I know what I've got today because I've already planned it. Or, so there's, there's... But we just sat in the kitchen and I just gave you a recipe idea there that takes 15 I, yeah. minutes. It hits well, all the macros. I was eating a biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, I guess like... it depends what you target. I, I think just if I was going to say anything on nutrition, it would be understand what you're eating. I didn't know you were going to ask this question. So something I wanted to show later, I'm going to show now. <laughs> this is going to make you smile. You won't believe this. So I've I've kept the time you're saying. <laughs> yeah. There's a chance it might not be true. I was going to publish this photo today mm-hmm. because I had a snack today. And as I had the snack, I thought, I have never seen this snack on a PT's Instagram story because mm-hmm. it isn't very Instagram friendly and okay. it hasn't got quinoa in it. <laughs> and you can describe the stack, but I'd like you to say what's the time that the photo was taken at the top? 10.45. 10.45 today. So I was looking for a snack. I'm not eating crisps. Mm-hmm. So I thought, what snack can I have? So if you describe the snack. I didn't look at it then. I, okay. this <laughs> Not my feet. I that looks actually really nice. It's two crumpets. Yeah. Toasted crumpets. You put Marmite on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you put some cheddar on the top. Cheddar on the top. That looks banging. Right. That's right up my street. The reason I was going to put that on an Insta story was... You've got the protein and fats. Because you're winning at life. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. You've got the protein and fats in the cheese. Marmite has got a bit of B12. I know mm. B12 isn't the end of the mm-hmm. world. But crumpets are a low, it's a carbohydrate, but it's yeah. a low fat alternative. And I looked at that and I thought, 
that's a banging, that's such a it great is. snack. So when people come to me, or oh, I've had a handful of nuts, nuts is nuts are a very, very poor, mm. the amount of calories it you have to take to get the protein, yeah. you're taking an awful lot of fat. And I'm looking at Marmite on crumpets with cheddar, and I'm pleased you said cheddar. So I didn't post that because I thought, firstly, if you look at the photograph, it's got my feet in it. Which... <laughs> it looks like you're about to piss on it or something. <laughs> the, the crumpets do look like the size of two flying saucers, don't they, in relation to my feet? Anyway, so at 10.45, I had that snack. That snack, if we're talking about nutrition, that snack is a perfect snack because it's filling, because the protein... Yeah. I keep wanting to say the word sate. It's say it. It's satiety, isn't it? It's, I always get this wrong and people go, oh, you can't say it probably. It's a feeling of fullness. Not wrong. <laughs> it's a feeling of fullness. Okay, yeah. So it's it's around, and I quote this quite often, you have 100 grams of a jacket potato and you're fairly well full. Mm -hmm. You have 100 grams of chips and you could have another 100 grams mm. and you have 100 grams of crisps mm. and you can keep on eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the jacket potato fills you, but it's basically 100 grams of potato, but because it doesn't have the fat of the other two, fills you in a different way. Just, okay. just the potato by itself without the fat is more filling. Mm. The next picture I'm going to show you, I want you to... Th this is going to blow your mind. Like, if this doesn't get listeners through the roof. So I'm going to... There's no trickery here. I'm going to slide to my next photograph. You're, you're swiping. And I want you first to tell me the time at the top of that. Uh, time is 11 minutes past 11 today. So after I'd made my crumpets. Yeah, you went out. No. For your second breakfast. No, I decided to <laughs> sit down and do the re research on the vagus nerve. Uh -huh. And I sat in front of the telly and quite often I'll put the telly on. Oh, the telly. The I thought you looked. Sorry. No, that's not like me. you're in a cafe. No, 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 no. Sorry, I didn't see the rest of the picture. So this is at, this is half an hour after I'd had my crumpets. Yes. And so I switched on the telly, but I turned the volume off. It was literally just to have a bit of colour in the mm -hmm. room while I was working. I'd like to have a distraction. So I couldn't hear what was being said. Unfortunately, on this item, they put the title of what this item was, which you are now going to read. Uh, <laughs> it's someone on a cookery programme which says cheddar and marmite crumpets. <laughs> That's amazing. It's even more amazing that when you described it, you said cheddar. You didn't even say cheese. No. So I made... Must be descriptive. And then half an hour later... It was on the telly. It was on the You're telly. just ahead of the, head of the curve constantly, aren't He you? didn't have it quite the way I did. It was... What, we, did he, what did he do? He made it a bit fancy and put... I should make that fancy. Oh, he put juniper mushrooms oh, and... Oh, no, tarragon. Tarragon mushrooms on top. Matt with him. Anyway, so that was... You, that. Should, you should put that or do it again, make a really nice photo of it. Get the old uh, portrait, yeah, portrait on it mode. and make, you know, get the old depth of field on yeah. it, put it up there and smash in life, comment, and yeah. hashtag yeah. winning. You know? it, it was lovely. It was a lovely <laughs> snack. So in answer to your, a long-winded answer to your question about nutrition, it's about what's right for you at the time. Mm -hmm. And I think snacks are the biggest downfall on nutrition. I think sometimes people get their meals right, but they get their snacks wrong. Yeah. So if you can have a snack like that, that fills you up, tastes good, good yeah. for you. Very good. Everyone's a winner. messages from listeners yes and why i find these interesting one was from um, a client and i didn't know they were listening to the the podcast and sometimes when clients are there and i'll refer to the podcast or I'll refer to something we've been talking and sometimes when we say oh actually we were talking about this it might be useful for, you know the triceps exercise yeah. for example i've done with a few people and said oh it's if you just want to see it just go to the to the instagram nice plug <laughs> nice plug yeah um so i didn't know this person was actually listening or i wasn't actively sure they were 
and trained them um, in the week. And then the following day, they said, loving, no pain, no gain. The banter between each other is great, but sensible advice. Brian is so holistic. He is fab. So that was nice. Yeah. And then this was a really interesting one. It says, also identify myself increasing exercise during lockdowns and then injuries. And I thought that was good in terms that we, quite a while ago, we were talking about, you can go sort of one of three ways in lockdown. Mm -hmm. And one is, I can now run every day. Yeah, and over overcooking it. Yeah, overcooking yeah. it. And there is this bit about overtraining. And I know yeah. um, we talked about overtraining the other day. You can overtrain. And this person was finding that the freedom to be able to run had a had a downside, yeah. but has acted very responsibly since. Yeah. I said, thank you for the feedback. And I said, Brian will be back for a part two, which I think he will be. Did they send the hearts in the eyes emoji? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then asked me another question I answered and then came back again and said great thank you because I gave um, just an answer to something (laughs) I love the podcast thanks for that Um, I just realised I can't read it out because it's doing something I shouldn't be doing during lockdown Um, (laughs) came back a little bit later and said great thank you for your information loved the podcast with Amelia and was touched with her vulnerability and again really proper feedback do you know what I mean it's it's nice Mm. that people are listening and and resonating with what we're saying that was number one and number two was a friend of Amelia's and Amelia sent through this it was interesting the conversation with this person started because we were talking about etymology entomology Mm -hmm. Entomology. entomology yeah and this person said they were doing a word a day and I, I mentioned this to you and I don't think we're going to have a word of the day I think we use a lot of words study of insects and their relationships to humans yes exactly insects she was asking about different insects <laughs> no what's the study of words well, that's what you just fucking said no 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 I <laughs> you just said entomology okay was it endomology then literally thought that's what you were... yeah insects there's some there's some irony that I'm talking about the study of words and I've got it wrong endomology I'll just put what's the study of words or formation or origin of words. Yeah, it could be origin of words. Oh, etymology. 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 Well, that's close enough. That all, that's all being edited. Right. Etymology. Perfectly to make you look silly. <laughs> etymology. Yes. Is that the origin of words or the study of words? Jesus Christ. Okay. Look at yourself. I'm trying just to think. Colin's of... not back. She's honestly, I, <laughs> I think we're going to have to let her go. She hasn't been back since International <laughs> Men's Day, has she? Did we decide not to cover that? It's what? International Men's Day? No. Okay. You know my view on it. Yeah. It's like okay. Christmas. Yeah. Okay. So etymology. The study of the origin of words and the way in which their meanings have changed throughout history. Yes. Well, that is spot on because this person said I'm going to have word of the day. And I said one of the words we were sort of um, promoting was the beer moth, which mm-hmm. again you related to in the last podcast. And I said the interesting historical version of that is I think it was mentioned in the Bible in Job, I think, mm-hmm. as a as a dragon or a monster. And it's now over time changed into meaning a large commercial or industrial cartel. So it's much, you know, that's an interesting. Yeah. And also the hairs running, which I was looking up, that's changed over time. Behemoth. Behemoth. So, although some people are still correcting me on that. Oh, and just talking, when I was in Sainsbury's, talking about iron brew. Yeah. And was told often that it was urn brew. And the person who was with me was from up north. Because it is spelled I-R-N, isn't yeah. it? Urn. But it's made out of girders. That's their... Made in Scotland from girders. Yeah. <laughs> or in Ireland. <laughs> um, so anyway, I said iron. And he said, no, that's right. Up north we say iron brew. But it doesn't matter. 
So this person was saying she was looking at a word of the day. She had an app and she was looking to increase her vocabulary. And I said, as a shameless plug, we do lots of long words, listen to the podcast. And she said, oh, of course I will. So I saw her on Tuesday and on Wednesday she wrote to me and said, blah, 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 blah. been listening to the podcast, really enjoying. I listened to the first one today about the random act of kindness and that he bought a girl at McDonald's. That's the first, first, first one? one. Wow. Yeah. Firstly, nice that she's listening. Yeah, definitely. But I thought, I, I do like this bit around language and I think we do use words and I think it might be something that, not make a feature of, but just, I think the whole vocab thing is... It's quite important. I'm up for features. Yeah. yeah. Talk about word of the day. Tab of the it's day. Like <laughs> Sesame Street. Oh, yeah. We're doing tab of the day today. <laughs> we could do. <laughs> do you want to? I haven't really planned about where it's going to go. What I could do is spin through my Get tabs. Red, yeah. I tell, I tell you what, spin through while, whilst, the th- whilst the new theme tune's playing, right? Let's see where it stops. Where it goes, nobody knows. <laughs> okay. I've spun, what have you landed on? I've spun my tabs. There's four. <laughs> it's four what tabs? Yeah. Come on, on the, the page. What's the first? Go on. Look at the third one. <laughs> <laughs> it says sparklers. <laughs> what on earth is that? Is that, the, is that chopped off word or? Oh, <laughs> How to spell naughty words with a sparkler, right? Yeah. How old are you? <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> We've got like 27 episodes or whatever. What are we, 27? Oh, shit. I don't know. Without using the C word, we've used it twice in the last two episodes. Unbelievable. Yeah, but you're beeping. We agreed we were. Yeah, we are to... beeping that. We're not, you know. You know why that was used, because it was, I was thanking someone for the bonfire party. It was in one of our WhatsApp, in the yeah, tourist WhatsApp. Was, yeah. And there's someone on our tourist WhatsApp who doesn't, doesn't like, like that, that word. word. So, of course. So having it done in sparklers. <laughs> Moth to a flame, isn't it, yeah, press? <laughs> quite literally. <laughs> so two football, one coronavirus, one item is unavailable, one sparklers. Do butterflies hibernate? Uh, I'd say no. No, no, no. It's, not, it's just, these are just the ones <laughs> I'm looking at. <laughs> um, I don't what you did. I want to shout the answer out. Binaural beats. Hmm? Binaural beats. I don't know what words you've just said to me. Dougie Stone Radio. Still don't know what you're on about. Char- We're just reading the titles of your tabs. Yeah, Charlie Sharing. Not a clue. But it said technically insects don't hibernate. They go into a state of dormancy. The majority of butterflies will overwinter or hibernate. Oh, they do. Hmm. Mm. How long do they last? Not very long. Are you sure? They, they, they last like days. No, if, no. if that butterflies. Why is the internet so... Shit. Well, it's just... So full of information? Why doesn't it just stick to one subject? Why is it so intangible? Why does it go off on tangents? Yeah. Um, what happens to butterflies in the winter? Right. Most... Oh, no, they don't survive. The... Hold on. No, no. Listen to this. This is fucking... Oh, this has blown my mind. Most butterflies that live in cold climates mm. spend the winter as caterpillars. What? <laughs> they, yeah, no. butterflies last literally a day. Most butterflies spend the winter as caterpillars. So, so, so they, they're not butterflies, they're caterpillars. Do they transform back? No, they don't. That's Benjamin Button they, again. <laughs> <laughs> They've just written it wrong, haven't they? They're not. Most caterpillars survive the winter, then they turn into butterflies. The butterflies don't spend their time with caterpillars, do they? Butterflies are disturbed during hibernation. They're likely to wake early and die. So now it's saying they do. 
Can butterflies smell death? Yes. <laughs> That's not a thing. It's a thing. What? What, smell their own death? They can smell their own demise. The butterfly's sense of smell is supposedly strong enough that it can track a dead or dying body. It is in this way that they find food and avoid predators. They're hardly vultures. I can hardly see a couple of tortoiseshells picking up a dead dog. <laughs> um, painted lady butterfly has a lifespan of 12 months. I thought they'd lasted five minutes, you know. So the average butterfly species has an adult lifespan of two weeks or less. For example, one butterfly studied in Costa Rica had a life expectancy of about two days and, and lived 10 days at the most. No adult butterfly can live any more than a year. Female butterflies die after they laid all of their eggs. They right. mate only once. Mm -hmm. Not mating will prolong the female's life. Oh, okay. That's fairly obvious, isn't it? She will then die from natural causes or a predator attack. Fascinating stuff. <sighs> Can't wait to the next tab roulette. I've had an email. Guess who've had an email from? Uh, My dear mum. Oh, the tricep queen. <laughs> I think she'd like that. Um, she did say she'd send us an email, mm -hmm. and she has. I know this is my mother, yeah, and she's always very invested in what I do, uh, which is great. But I'd like to read it to you. Go for it. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I did threaten an email, so here it is. Mm -hmm. I must say how much I'm enjoying these podcasts. I've never listened to a podcast before, so it's a new thing for me. I had never really thought about well-being and mindfulness, although had been reading a lot on social media. Just got on with things as I've always done. Lockdown has changed my way of thinking. Never had to deal with anything like this in my 75 years. Your discussions have really made me think and readjust my thoughts. They've really helped. Lovely. The suggestions for exercise have been helpful. Found Amelia's video helpful. I'm doing the wall presses and squats, and I've also encouraged my husband to do them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just pictured my dad. That, <laughs> would that be a hard task? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure he'd like it very much. No. But it's nice the idea he's giving it a go. The fact that we are creaking shows how much we need them. Your baby steps, setting yourself small aims, is working for me. Spending the summer in the garden, very little got done in the house by choice. The last two months have been difficult getting motivated again. So I've set myself a project each day. For example, vacuum downstairs one day, then upstairs the next. Yeah. I want to get back into painting pictures without feeling guilty for not doing housework that mm -hmm. day. I love your humour. I love to listen to you with my morning cup of tea in bed. Your wrapping is great. Sorry, your rapport is great. <laughs> um, it sets me up for the day. Please carry on with the good work. I'm learning so much. Shows you're never too old. That's lovely. Just one more thing. Not, I'm not happy about this. Okay. <laughs> Scone, not scone. And butter, jam, then loads of cream. Winky emoji. <laughs> Stay self and well. Hillary. Lovely. That's great, Hillary. Isn't it? Yeah. That's it for this episode. Well done for getting this far. And thanks for listening. All links and references will be in our show notes. Please make sure you subscribe to us by your favorite podcasting app. And if you're enjoying this pod, then please do spread the word. Tell a friend, family member, and whoever you may feel would benefit from having us in their ears. Follow us on Instagram at I'm Finecast and send us your feedback and questions via our email to I'm Finecast at gmail.com. In the next episode, uh, we have essential and non-essential. Uh, and we're going to have, apparently, we're going to have a heated discussion about attitudes to policing. Yeah. That sounds scary. Get, yeah. Sounds I'm, like you've got quite a I know, a strong I know there's going to be a bit of dissension between the two of us. I know we've got a we're coming at this from a different angle. Right, interesting. Cool. Well, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs>